Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the Doc Talk podcast. We've got our good friend, Mr. Mike Morrison, here. We're uh, swapping, st- well, not swapping, but we're hearing all these crazy stories about hooks and butts and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> it was a battleground the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think on any boat amongst, there's that there, there's that thing that we all know it, and it's really tough to describe, but there's that, that organized chaos on a boat when it's just wide open, everything's going nuts, you get a hook in a hand, or you have... 30 fish on all at once with rental rods in between and all that really nothing no other way to describe it other than that it's controlled chaos we do a good job yeah yeah the crew stay on it yeah paying for, attention to everything oh yeah. yeah yeah we are here at 22nd street landing mike's been gracious enough to host us here for the last couple hours and uh super stoked to be here and um you got any more of those stories, Mike? I mean, I'm I'm enjoying those. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'll go, but I'll go. We'll go back to El Nino. Okay. So I'm with uh, Aaron Graham. I'm cooking. We're on the Native Sun. One of the first years that he was blessed to run it during El Nino, mm-hmm. and it's a rent rod charter, sculping or biting full speed. Oh no! You know, we're eating oh. it. We're eating it. Eating. It. <laughs> There's multiple sculpting stories, but we're, they're, they're, they're eating the, the, the slabbed out sardine, no problem, full mm-hmm. speed on, on 100 pound if you wanted to. Sculpting, sculpting, sculpting. It's about a week, eh, not even really a week, a few days in the yellowtail we're kind of on the, the off. So we're, 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 we're just knocking the crap out of the sculpting, and they're all really, really good ones, little chunkers. And... Uh, Next thing you know, one of the guys with well, it's a it's a sixty person rent rod charter. Mm-hmm. So and and the rent rods are already spooled up with thirty and forty because we were fishing them um, the dropper loop with with uh, sardines for the yellows of the previous few days, and you know just raining sculping. Next thing you know, this guy, oh, up oh, yellowtail. All right, cool. We expected it's yellowtail, no mm-hmm. problem. The rent rod jigmaster's lighting on fire. <laughs> we get that one right as we get it on the boat the whole side of the boat just completely doubles over on squid strips just full speed scampi squid strips mm-hmm. yellowtail lost every single one of them we have one, one on the boat no big deal so we still had these knockoff blue and white yo-yo jigs I, I can't recall but you get them you know you see them at the gas station a little yeah. heavy, heavy four ounce six ounce yo-yo jig so I was like, well, we already have near limits of sculpting. We're, we're good. So we tie them on. I have them all piled up in the bow. Drop one, hook in hand, yo-yo. Mm-hmm. Next one, hook in hand, yo-yo. I got 10 hook in hand yo-yos going on. <laughs> oh, I'm just kicking them down the rail. Go, 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 go. We got Jason on deck, Marky on deck. Everybody's great. We land every single one of them. Rods come back. I drop them back down again. And I'm passing off this while we're trying <laughs> to just go and tie a single dropper loop on everybody long story short i mean over the 120 25 pound yellowtail all the rent rods were smoked just utter chaos but as we're trying to get back to the sacks everybody's getting stung with sculpin (laughs) 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 there's sculpin flailing all over the place it was an opportunity one of those like where the light switch turned on and then it restarted that el nino bite again but um the one thing i can tell you from a deckhand's perspective the deckhand tells you to hold the rod. Hold the rod. I've mm-hmm. got a, a 12 sculpin tangle going on here right now. Oh, boy. Hold the rod because one day we got five guys in a five-way tangle. There's 10 sculpin on the hooks. They decided it was okay to just let their rods go. 
and I look back and there's an avalanche of sculpin coming at me and pretty much got me from head to toe. I broke out in like a fever. Just no, it was the man. worst worst, oh, worst day of my life. So that was that was that story. But we were, <sighs> we, were we were talking earlier about all these assist hooks on these knife jigs. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Anyone it's ever like, climbed a fence with barbed wire? Oh yeah, or like you know, those that's a good pokey things. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's how you treat them, you know. And they're hitting the ground, and the two hundred pound tuna is bunking his head off the ground, and you're like, "Please put it in free spool," and they don't put it in free spool, and then they got this slingshot lure that's gonna go. You gotta look at them. <laughs> and you gotta you have to raise your voice and like, yeah. put it in free spool. You know, it's two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I know you're tired. Yeah, but put it in free spool. Otherwise, this thing's gonna go rocket launch to the side of somebody's head oh, with fourteen hooks on it. Remember um, years ago when the bluefin really started getting, I think it was probably like 2017, 2018, more or less. And um, Jeff Marklin had that jig, that famous jig that he oh, always yeah. took pictures. That thing was sick. Yeah. that I mean, it must have had like a dozen hooks, if not more. Somebody take like a well, soldered multiple rings on it, multiple, mm-hmm. multiple swivels. And it might probably had about 12 hooks on it. And it probably had 200 fish on it too. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, for it sure. Was, it was the 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 cutting edge lure at the time, and now, like as you see, they have those 12 ounce, 16 ounce knife, yeah, yeah, knife torpedoes that are glow in the dark with a through all the way wired. Go get yeah. yourselves one or two of those this season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you sell those? No, no not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's I still coming. have a whole buttload of the flat ball, the heavier ones. They're not flat balls, but they're they they they're fall flats. Um, flats. <laughs> yeah, and they all got the big, big Jobu hooks on there and the Taddy Stinger hooks on it and 200 pound, and the, they've caught a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, I you know pieced together what was working from the San Diego boats, yeah. but we are ready for that with only three hooks, not 30. Interesting. You've seen them all. Yeah. They all work. Have you seen anything crazier than that, though, that Mark and Jig? Um, Sean, no, but Sean on the, the cook on the Freedom made me make an adult toy <laughs> an adult a, toy. a popper <laughs> a popper popper i've heard of that before i've never fish. seen it. it caught fish really yeah like with one treble and one single it had six hooks in it six but it hooks. was but we crimped the wire through oh, the base and the, and the tip and he popped it and <laughs> got a yellow fin on it <laughs> but um oh, i think man. the coolest thing i've ever seen in sport fishing for, for lures mm-hmm. is we used to do sand dab trips okay yeah. And you get a million hook ganyan that you can make, but these guys and their wives, they'd create this stainless steel bar and they probably had about a hundred hooks on it and they were just crimped and swiveled and the hooks were only like three inches apart from each other, but they were on all four sides. So mm-hmm. we got a hundred hooks, about three foot long lure. And the guy literally had two of them. His wife would bait one and he'd drop it and he'd just fill up bucket after bucket after bucket of these things. It was so impressive. And that was one of my first time seeing an electric reel. Oh yeah. This guy'd have a ciggy in one mouth, a beer in the other hand, hit the button, <laughs> slap the thing on the deck. The wife would pin on his yeah. pin on his, his sand dab rig thing. Oh my god. That sand dab fishing's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Was there much of it this winter time? No, no. No. We haven't targeted sand bass since well, since Greg Watson's sold to sea angler but tom durr tried it for a little bit and was pretty good but we've had other things to catch you know yeah that and we had to put boats back together because that's we, true we fished our butts off for 10 years 
I would say probably like what, maybe more or less, maybe November, Thanksgiving, more or less to almost right now. It's been pretty much all boat work for all the boats. Oh, yeah. No, we were hammered. Well, we also got stopped with the rain. Yeah, that too. That too. I mean, collectively with all the boats, there's probably millions and millions of dollars just being put into the entire fleet just in boat work this off season. It seems like it. Yeah, no, every year there's they're putting their min- money where their mouth is. Minimum $100,000 just yard bills and then the the cost of everything doubled, so that makes it even yeah, worse. Yeah, that too. Well, they did some work on the on the pursuit on this off season too, didn't they? Yeah, they did a lot of every work, right? every year that the pursuit is like I'll say it a million times, it's in the nicest shape of its life. It's got brand new bulwarks, it's got a brand new deck. Um, the engines aren't very old, brand new bait tank. The only thing that hasn't been touched yet is their galley, and that's just the upholstery because it doesn't have any holes in it yet. Yeah. Could use a you know new Formica, but outside of that, it's in the best shape of its life. That's hmm. awesome. So you had alluded to it a little bit earlier, but you've got, you know, we, we talked about your many roles here in, in at 22nd Street Landing and all that. One of those roles is actually being seconds on some boats and running some boats too, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, get, uh, I, I got my license at a, at a necessity because it's there was lacking captains. I didn't want to run a boat, but I had to run a boat. And, you know, it's actually the only time I get to go fishing. Yeah. But I ran a few trips on the Freedom, the Amigo, the Pride. I ran the Monte Carlo. But the unsung hero of sport fishing is any second operator on a boat the second license because i understand first of all they got to get you there safely and yeah. they got to get you to where the bait is if it's an overnight trip looking for squid mm-hmm. and i'm not that unsung hero by any means but they're the the, the second operators amongst all of sport fishing are the unsung heroes of sport fishing for sure yeah absolutely i would agree with that i mean with so many important jobs that the second is is in charge of yep. one of you is getting there safely yep. to point a to point b that makes it and staying awake when everyone's asleep. Yep. Yeah. We don't sleep much in our industry, though. No, not I really. I mean, when it, you get close to six months off every year. I, mean, I was going to say, you hibernate <laughs> for, for six the, months. For the most part, you know, <laughs> yeah. for real, real, like, consecutive days running. But, right. you know, four to six months off every year. And then when you get going, you just, you just something else turns on in your head that you can't turn off that you just want to keep fishing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to the, you know, one big trend that we're seeing in the in the industry are guys like uh, Mark from the Amigo and Sean on the Pride and, and those younger guys that are, I don't want to say up and coming because they're already here, they're already kicking ass, but you're seeing a lot of the young guys actually take ownership literally and buying these boats and all that. And really you're seeing the next generation, the next wave of just fishy dudes take over the fleet. Oh, yeah, this past year, I mean, Sean's been around for a while. Yeah. Marky's under working on, I think, his third season of running. He's 25. Um, Gary, or not, Gary Woodrum's going to be the next to run a boat full speed. He's running second right now. Everybody that I'm talking about's, you know, in their mid-20s, except for Sean. He's almost my age, but, you know, he looks young. Yeah. But, um, but having his own boat, he still has that young feel. Trevor, mm-hmm. Trevor's running the Freedom this year. He's under 27. Little Stevos, and I mean, they're these guys are the future, and then the the kids they're bringing up, you know, there's gonna be a big change into the guard from the old angry old guys to the young guys. Good, good thing, or, good thing, or or what do you think? Yeah, 
I think it's a good thing. I just think the kids nowadays are raised a little differently, you mm-hmm. know. But the the they're they're learning their personalities, they're learning their strong points, they're learning how to not be the crew members' friends and more of a captain. Yeah, it's a transition right now that we're going through. So I mean, that's that's amongst like Cody on the Pacific Island Pacific or whatever it is up there. Oh, yeah. He's older, but he's been running the boat a couple of years now, and mm-hmm. he's fitting in his ways very. Like I said, you go from being the deckhand goofing around to being the captain all of a sudden, which they're all work that they deserve that spot, but mm-hmm. they they're they're finding that fine line of being a friend and being a being a boat captain. It's kind of cool to watch them. Well, how yeah. long was Gus a a deckhand on the pursuit before he became captain and then part For, owner forever? Right. Yeah, he went through the last training phase of how to be a badass. Yeah, you know, like working underneath John. Right. He 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 learned how to run a boat, manage a business before he even got into ownership of the boat. And now he runs the boat five days a week. It's it's a turn and burn. They they work their butts off. They get here at four in the morning, don't leave here till eight o'clock at night. Right. Um it's the most well oiled machine down here. And mm-hmm. and working underneath John, Gus learned all that stuff and the guys that are working on the boat, like Ryan, he's had his chance to run the boat a couple times last season. He's been the galley cook, was my employee before He's licensed. He's learning everything under the sun on that boat. He'll be the next to, like, John's going to take a step back from there eventually. Right. You know, but he'll he'll run the Monty or the, another boat. But, yeah, Gus was one of the last few that really worked under a hard ass like John. Yeah. Learned as much as he, he, he knows. I mean, he's, he's, he's outperformed John quite a few wow. times now because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's just with it now. How big of a step is it? From just being, I mean, I would call him a pinhead, but basically the low man on the totem pole on a boat, all the way up to running the whole operation, all that stuff. How big of steps do you think there are, in your opinion? There's a lot of steps. I got lucky because I, I went from office manager to galley cook to running the boat, but mm-hmm. I have spent a lot of time on the bait boat, but there's a ton of steps. And just because you got your license doesn't mean that captain's going to let you run the boat. That's right a, away. That's a you big know, deal. You go through a lot of things. You cannot make bonehead mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes from time to time, but the pinhead phased into. I mean, there's not no pinheads anymore. But the 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 guy just starting, the guy that's green just starting. He's got quite a bit of time before he even gets to even go in the wheelhouse. You yeah. Know, unless you're bringing the captain a coffee. <laughs> so and even True. then, some of the deckhands aren't allowed in the, the wheelhouse to bring a captain a cup of coffee just because it's it's you know you're irresponsible for overall safety of everyone on the boat when you're the captain so there's multiple things to check but if as a deckhand you get down to the boat before the captain you should at least and oil has been checked and 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 fluids have been checked and boats Mm -hmm. going and and if you can do that repetition over and over again you might get acknowledged to run the boat one day yeah but um you know it's a it's a huge undertaking to run one of these boats down here to me it's more or less important to really kind of it's it's almost like a psychological thing where you have to be on your boat for so much time to really kind of know your boat and that's mechanically how it acts so that way it's like all reaction when something is not right you can tell for the most part People listening, you know, when you, your car makes a weird noise, most of the people just turn their radio up a little louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> um, 
we don't you can't do that you know you you, you hear something you know the noise of your boat especially being on it for a few years and the feel the vibration the and vibrate exactly yeah. you know you picked up some kelp right away in your feet you know yep. like you ran mm -hmm. over a lobster trap right away you know you just something's something's not quite right or the oil's down a little bit like that or something mm -hmm. um even the smell of the galley you know the bacon seems like it's cooking a little hotter today you know <laughs> have the electrician here at the end of the day you know like yeah. there's, there's a lot of scents and smells and feels we laugh about it but it's so true oh yeah but like i said you can't turn the radio up you hear something and you're like oh we gotta go check something out you know there's yeah. a, there's a lot of responsibility or even the way that the boat reacts to a, a swell that you take or something oh 100 yeah yeah no I'm working on the monte carlo um, it's been called the shutter biscuit cause it, you know, basically it, 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 it moves and flexes cause it's a, it's a, it's a plywood boat. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> it moves, especially coming home at, at 1145 at night from, from Isers, you know, you're just getting your teeth kicked in and the swell's not all that big, but it, it, it you could feel it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like I've, I ran over lobster traps before unintentionally and you're like, yeah, oh great. Here we go. Now I got to get a wetsuit on and get in the water. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just kick it in reverse. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, you can get it, but you, you'd see it before it happens. Because yeah. the, the structured spots we fish out here out front are all spots that the commercial lobster guys fish. So mm. you fish it one certain way during the season, and when it's lobster season, you have to rethink how to anchor up on certain spots. Because for the most part, you got to put the spot right under the boat. You're not fishing back it up against an island and waiting for current conditions. Mm -hmm. you got to be able to put 80 lines on it yeah. you know, right now. Yeah, and hopefully the boat doesn't swing away. <laughs> you get dumb things that happen, like losing an anchor. Yeah, knock on wood, I haven't done it yet. And the bow on the Monty is super strong, but the first time I I hung the anchor at Isers, it was like the end of my, the world. I, I was like, this sucks. And I I knew I knew I didn't. I was like, there's nothing out here. I I I, I, I before I it took me 20 minutes to drop the anchor because it was a new spot for me. Yeah, and I guess I caught a piling that was way out in the middle of nowhere and. Mm. And uh, I called all the old operators, well, you know, it's 9 o'clock and hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, how do you get the anchor back? And they're like, just pull, dude. And I'm like, oh, please don't lose this anchor because it's a Friday night and there's two double half days sold out. Oh, yeah. And John's going to be pissed. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then I just, it took me about 45 minutes to get it. But losing the anchor sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I won't throw anybody under the bus, but I've been on a boat out of here where they, I couldn't believe it. he hooked onto a. Look like a string of lobster pots on the west end of Catalina. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah, and he was able to pull it up, but we couldn't get the the line off of the anchor. Oh yeah, uh, I've yeah. dropped I've dropped the anchor on the Monty in a in an abandoned lobster pot before. We I think that's what this was. Trip. Yeah, we pulled one of those, but they daisy chain them up there too because of that. Yeah, that's that current up there. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. You see the buoy on one side, and there might be ten pots under the bottom. Yeah. Wow. I felt bad for him. <laughs> Talk about an obstacle. Yeah, no, there's a lot of different things out there, you know, and then you get on certain areas where the bull kelp will plague you. We either won't let you anchor because, you know, the anchor's just sitting right on top of the slippery, slimy oh, thing yeah. on the bottom, or, you you know, you, you pull the whole forest up sometimes, but that's very few and far between. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just got to know, know the topography or, you know, just try it. Yeah. Well, when you do, you have, or when you do it every day, you have that opportunity to do that. Yeah. Too. No, that's the thing. If you're like Gus, he worked every day of his life on that boat right out of high school mm -hmm. and knows every square inch or where not to hang the, you know, they don't put new rocks out there at Catalina, yeah. at least. They did put a new artificial reef out in front of Trump's that nobody's fished yet that I'm curious. 
Hmm. What that's all about. Hmm, that's right above, right above KOU. Yeah. Interesting. Something tells me we should uh, go explore that. We yeah. Should. We should call Benny. Yeah, we should. Sure I'd be down. I'm sure he knows exactly what, what's going on over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going in July. Yeah, we are. We are. You should come, Mike. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> you, you talked me into it. Yep. <laughs> I love this coastline's. It's the best or the worst place to go fishing. Mm-hmm. You, you've been up it. There's oh, yeah. when you got the good, right, right conditions. It's great. I can literally leave here, fish my favorite location right up right up the hill here from us, and have the best bass fishing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, or sea bass or anything. Yeah, there's always a pollution of little baby barracuda in there. Those are fun. Yeah, pollution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're eating your sardines off. It's yeah. annoying, but yeah. you know, if you can get through those things, the calico bass fishing is amazing. But oh, that man. that coastline is, it's it's, epic. it's a thing of beauty. Oh yeah. yeah. I fished the last day on my kayak before they closed it up there, and I had you kayak fish. I did. Oh okay. Yeah. Got rid of it. I tried to paddle the Catalina once. Mm-hmm. Beautiful conditions, but about eight miles out, I lost my ability to right myself. So I got oh. towed in by my vessel. So this buddy came and got me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make it. I got eight miles out there. I was like, I'm the, I'm all geared up. I was yeah. super safe. Everybody knew where I was, but I was like, something happened where my my lower back gave out or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, well, this sucks. What yeah. made you wake up one day and go? Well, I'm gonna paddle to Catalina. There's these guys in Pedro that do the the lay down body surfing boards and they paddle to Catalina all the time. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, and then and then we the our dive boats here. There's a season where every year where these people will swim from Catalina to the Terrane or the Trumps Golf Course. Hmm. These guys are sick in the head, but they do it. Yeah, they are. They do multiple times. I've seen someone has went from the tip of like Santa Monica Bay to Santa Barbara to the mainland or back. These guys are nuts. They 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 swim that English Channel thing. Do they know there's <laughs> Sharks out there? No, but it gets messed with. <laughs> Every once in a while, though, they they, they will they, they will quit because it's a, it's a mental thing. Oh yeah, I can you see know, that. You know, might maybe seen something. It could have been an opa or sunfish or something like just something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, to them, it's we're, a we're done 15 here. Fifteen foot great white. Yeah, no. I'm, I've I've dove with the makos at Catalina. That's pretty cool. But huh. I was used as bait once. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm shooting yellowtail. The guy's trying to hunt ma- makos. And I'm like, you knew this was happening, didn't you? Oh. Uh, yep. Oh, <laughs> my, boy. My four, my four yellowtail on my stringer got cut loose, and I went kicking. I was like, ew, not today, sure. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Not today. So yeah, he had no interest in, in yellowtail. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just in, in just red beards. Literally, just literally. <laughs> had, he was His focus was to catch a mako. And it was the wide open yellowtail, as many as you can see, all thirty pounders on Farnsworth area. <laughs> wow! And I'm like, this is cool. I'm, I'm stoked. And I poke my head up, and I'm like, and he's like, shark fin over his head, shark fin. <laughs> I'm like, no shit, I got to get back to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> stick, stick one of my yellows and start kicking back like a hydroplane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, stupid. we've talked about the perspective of a captain and the crew and yourself as, as a landing owner, operator, and all that. What about the customer? Obviously, we, we one that one word that comes to mind is etiquette. We always go for the etiquette, and we always try and do the right thing. But as someone who runs boats, operates boats, owns the landing, all that stuff, from your perspective, what is the ideal customer? What what kind of etiquette does one or one should have? It, it, 
etiquette or expectations, the worst thing that you could do for a captain is look up at him and tell him the fish aren't biting. (laughs) (laughs) He knows that they're not biting and, or, or the rig you're using wasn't going to work, but you used to work, use it anyways. But you look (laughs) up at the captain and we've all been in this position and they're like, you're not biting captain. And you look back at him and just try not to say anything. The what you got going on in your mind? He goes. You just kind of look down and go. I know. I'm. We're, we're trying. We're telling him to bite. We're, we're trying. Really, really trying. Um, just you know, this is a super family friendly environment here at Twenty Second Street. You know, you can smoke cigarettes. You can drink beer. Just be. You know, maintain your composure on a boat. You know, try to be downwind from families that are on the boats. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, maintain your buzz, but be cool. I mean, because I'll, I'll I'll meet you at the top of the ramp and hand your hand your money back to you and tell your whole generation's not invited back here. <laughs> the whole generation, <laughs> yeah, that escalated. Yeah, pretty no, well. that's that's. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you're a regular. You know mm-hmm. the regulars, and they'll they'll yeah. make a phone call before Gus calls me, or before Walt calls me, or Trevor, and you know, go find. Joe Schmo and he, he he's not welcome back and I'm like well you're not welcome back and none of your friends are invited either you know because <laughs> if, if anyone associates you as a friend then you know Guilty they're not they're not they're not my friend yeah and, exactly uh, but uh etiquette you know like I said these guys try their butts off don't you don't you can be funny as funny as we are to you as you can be just equally as funny back and be nice to each other on the boat you know they're mm-hmm. not crowded anymore but etiquette wise, just, just, yeah, we're trying. <laughs> it is a family atmosphere. You definitely sense that up here. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I know. You know, keep, keep your four letter words to a minimum. You know, even, even <laughs> like a kid, kid, you know, you'll hear him say his first bad word of the day, you, <laughs> your first day, bad word of his life or in yeah. public on a boat because, you know, he lost the yellow tail and yeah. usually it's the F word or something like that or the S word. And <laughs> it's, but it's, I, I got a, a seven year old son and, and he's, he's a good boy. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 he's got this yellow on, and he looks back, and he just looks back at me, and the thing comes unbuttoned, and he just goes shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just reach over, I put my hand on his head, and I pat his head, and he looks at me, he goes, oh god. <laughs> and I go, that's, that's you know okay, when son. you stub your toe or you lose a fish, mm-hmm. and you can mumble it. <laughs> Yeah. It happens, man. When, it happens. Dude. Okay. As a father, does that make you proud or mortified? I was totally proud. Because <laughs> he I knew mean, my, the worst. My kids are going to make it. They, they, yeah. All their uncles are, are all these boat captains and deckhands. You yeah. know, everybody goes by uncle down here. Yeah. They're very street smart. They know, you know, what to do. They are, they're, they're calculated. They're, 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 they're good kids, but they've learned a lot around this environment of people that are just really hardworking, good dudes, yep. you know, and we like to have fun. We like to party and they know, you know, they know, know what right from wrong from all this stuff, but bringing your kids down here <laughs> and to see, to see how hard a deckhand works, you know, they're just looking back and it, it, they're, they're working when you get on the boat and they're working after you get off the boat mm-hmm. and just to appreciate good hard work. Yeah. In this fun environment that, you know, just opens their eyes like, you know, okay, cool. Or no, I want to go to college and and work on a computer and not do what, not work as hard as Uncle Brian does. Yeah. You know. Well, okay. On on that (laughs) note. I can't wait till Uncle Darren gets to go fishing with your son. That day, (laughs) that is going to be 
fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're, you've got all the four-letter <laughs> words lined up for him. No, I wouldn't do that to Allie. <laughs> I don't want to feel that wrath. Well, so when it comes to that, obviously the generation behind ours, it's kind of, it's different where, you know, you have that option of college for some of them and all that, or people just don't want to work as hard as they used to and all that. Do you see that amongst the fleet as kind of like a problem or do you see that at all? Well, that's what I was getting about, about the deckhand captain syndrome that's going on. There's so many licensed deckhands here Mm -hmm. where we got probably nine deckhands that have their licenses and they're going to deserve to run a boat which is good sooner sooner than later yeah and they all have come up doing this but they were you know i'm 39 i think where where i was raised was right at like the end of it you know like it's different everything's Mm -hmm. a little more warm and fuzzy and cuddle cry room typey stuff yeah which is fine (laughs) you know i was just in vegas the other day my mom whacked me in the back of the head but i had it coming (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) i had it coming and I'm not saying that, that that that's okay, but the way that everything's kind of marshmallowed out, we'll call it, you know, it's different. And it's these kids term. down here are learning real hard work. But you don't have to work hard anymore to make money. You, mm-hmm. you know that, that there's 5,000 different facets of making an income nowadays, mm-hmm. especially if you're smart enough on a computer. You know, you don't even have to leave your, your, your bed to make, yeah. to make money. Um, but there's... This is a very organic, hard-working industry, just like, you know, the, the guys in the autom- automotive world, the guy landscaping world, and, and it's all one and the same. You know, you're going to get your hands dirty. If you like it, this is where we're at. Yep. That kid that likes to play with mud in the backyard, we're hiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would think because of that, uh, you really, you get in this industry, whether it's at a deckhand or, um, you know, at a landing or whatnot, you're probably getting into it more or less because you love doing it so much. Yeah. And, and I think that might be actually a benefit. you get to go fishing for free. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you never leave 10, 12 years later as the office manager. You <laughs> don't leave. You know, use your college education. You just stay here. But look at this view, though. I know. I know. Hey, th- this I've view is awesome. been looking at this huge yacht over here. Who, who, whose is that? There's three corporations that own those boats, and they go out a couple times a year um, just party stuff but yeah. it's not a charter boat they just it's a write-off right yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know particulars oh okay hmm. there's a lot of really cool skiffs in this harbor though there's some nice stuff cool stuff in this harbor yeah and like you alluded to it's within spitting dif- uh, spitting distance of almost every island oh yeah no you can go anywhere you want anywhere cool. you want when it comes down to the ratio you had mentioned that you have a lot of regulars and all that stuff do you more often than not see more regulars than newbies or what's the balance between that? Without the, we have a lot more newbies, but we had a huge upswing of the newbies during the, the, the yellowtail time mm-hmm. in 15, six, 14, 15, 16. And then, um, the, the, the tuna when it, they were, you know, in their 80 pound class and it was mm-hmm. cool to catch a 120. And probably um, COVID too. Yeah. People found, well, we were open. Yeah. I mean, COVID was more of a blessing because we got really lucky that we could stay open in the capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw a lot of people that this is their, their passion now, not just their hobby. Mm-hmm. But the one example, um, I, I don't remember his name. I think his name was Tony. He was on six trips before he caught a tuna. And he would come in early. We'd tie him all up to where he had to be and do what he had to do, but he wouldn't listen didn't figure it out. Finally, he clicked, and now he's, you know, you can't touch the guy. He's on fire. But he <laughs> bought 
six tickets before he caught his first tuna because he mm-hmm. just wouldn't listen to what was going on. And finally, we gave him a rent rod with a with a the it was it was when they were on the squid oh, on those two ounce sliders and the big hooks. Mm-hmm. And that was just it's like catfishing. It's easy, dude. Just put the put it down the eighty to two hundred feet in your bit. You know, mm-hmm. you could be on clicker and walk away from it if you wanted to, but he wouldn't pay attention. But he fished his butt off. Finally, bought the right gear. Got a new job, got the right money to buy the right stuff. But there's mm-hmm. still stuff in the, all the budget that you can that still will work. Um, but just watching someone progress in that short of time, and then figuring out how to fly line of bait and stuff like that, he's one of the better anglers at the landing. Nice. So yeah. Through the uh, the COVID time, we all saw an influx of new fishermen. Oh yeah. How many How many of those new fishermen that you've seen come through here have you guys retained? We're our customer retention rates like ninety five percent. Wow, that's know, awesome. The five percent just you know they oh, those to guys try it, they got it out of their they got their bucket list out, out checked off already. Right, you know, they caught their sea bass, their yellow, their bluefin, and how they're their Dorado. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> or the other five percent is the guys that you don't want back. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I give everybody a second chance. Yeah, you know, but yeah, five percent five percent is. <laughs> Yeah. If you guys are listening and know what I mean, it's that guy you're looking over at constantly on the boat or girl or, you know, mm-hmm. you just look over and oh, yeah. you're like, they're just not vibing, right? They don't want to be here. Yeah. You Do know? you see that often on, on the boats? Not that often. Oh, that's good. No. I mean, generally, generally, the, most of the captains will like, what's up? What do you, what's going on? Why are you, why are you having a bad time? You know, mm-hmm. and, not and they usually rectify <laughs> it and then they buy a ticket for next week. Yeah. So we, we, we do a lot of tune adjusting. Yeah, I mean, I think the there's a lot more emphasis amongst the crews on the boats to where if they see either the only female on the boat or the kid or someone who you clearly is learning or Every, whatnot. Yeah, everybody will will gravitate or avoid someone that's that like that they'll, they'll, they're struggling on the boat. They'll gravitate it. They'll hook in hand. You know, they'll 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 coach them through stuff like that too. Yeah. So being a newbie in our industry is actually in your benefit because you're going to wind up taking fish home. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about that too as 100%. an industry. Yeah. But without these people, even the 5% of the people, maybe less than 5%, I mean, we wouldn't be here. So, you know, mm-hmm. right. We're super appreciative of everybody. Yeah. Like I said, but if ever, if that X amount of percentage is, is bumming out the whole boat, they're going to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, they get the customer's meet. only right quarter of the percent of the time being here you know we're <laughs> the fish have, it's not a it's a fishing trip not a catching trip yeah and yep. we, we're trying you know and if, if you want to guarantee fish stop at the grocery store on the way home <laughs> yeah know, yeah that's not, a good phrase i've been on on plenty of trips with with gus where gus is, he'll fish hard oh yeah and a guy get you know why you is he always gray moving? hair you why is his, he always moving you, you know see his it's gray like, hair though no it's not because like, of those bad days right <laughs> <laughs> you know you get the one guy that's like why is he always moving he doesn't, well he's got all the electronics up there he knows if they're here or no, not the, you know the and, common complaint is the captain drove around all day oh yeah and uh, i was like well gotta find him yeah that's he was trying to trying. literally give you the best opportunity yeah. at what it ro- arose he's like you didn't stop once and i was like I'm sure he stopped once. He had to use the restroom or eat or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, they, they're not going to leave fish to find fish. Never, 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 no. never, never, never. That's the that's the number one phrase. Don't number number one fight, phrase of Fight Club or rule of Fight Club. Yeah, don't leave fish to find fish. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, which I've done. It was a terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's got to try it once. Well, on Twilight, you know, like 
I'm trying to save those for tomorrow. <laughs> you find one good stone, you get 30 or 40 bass on it. You're like, hey, let's go try another one. We're going to save this lucky spot for, for tomorrow night or yeah. next week. Yeah. And don't tell anybody about it. And technology nowadays, you go back to a spot and you're like, how did you find this? Oh, he was out last night with his phone and plotted on his little tracker device thing. Oh, yeah. There's a question. Do you, do you guys see that a lot? The guys that come out here that are private boaters, and then they'll start the marking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rude. They bought a ticket. It is what it is. I was going to say, what's your opinion on that? Is that a no-go? Is it rude? What do you think? We're trying. As The, the biggest secretive boat here is the pursuit. You know, they, they <laughs> yeah. went They went. They went three weeks of catching near limits of sea bass, like a, a week prior to that sea bass tournament over there. Oh yeah. And and Gus is like, yep, yeah, we're we're done here. You know, they're gonna find us, and they did. But it it is what it is. You know, yeah. if you're gonna go and fish a spot that you were just out on on your buddy's boat on one of our boats, give us some space. Yeah. You know, we get it. You're learning. You know, and you're, you're bringing people to the fishing community that may never have caught whatever the hell we were right. catching out there at that time. That's true. It's lame, but. You know, it is yeah. a big ocean. Nobody owns it. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think with, you're absolutely right, where if they're doing their part and giving you your space, and there's etiquette to that too. Oh, yeah. The private boats versus the sport boats and how far you need to stay off. Yeah, we make a living at it. I mean, if you can, if we can hit you with a half-ounce slider, you're a little close, you know. I was going to say, what what do you prefer? It's got to huh? be. The well, distance. Dependent, you can't say a boat length because, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can cast for fifteen none. foot whaler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of skiff drama. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that one with the Enterprise where they were on. Oh yes, Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's been. A, were they? Yeah, it was on. A, it was on Judge Judy, or it was one of those judge shows. <laughs> That's but hilarious. I guess. I guess one of the customers. They were fishing surface fish and casted towards the skiff and hung the a piece of the boat and wound the skiff over to the boat. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got to yeah, look but, that up on but YouTube I mean, now. like, you know, the, the guys from Boat Burgers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll come and buy a burger off the boat, you know? Like, sometimes That's funny. They, like, make, just make sure, you make sure nothing's biting, dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of boats and a lot of, a lot of fish to be had, but... You know, once once the pursuit finally figures something out at Catalina Island, it just mm-hmm. seems like they're a magnet for you know other boats. To That's start the boat that everyone follows around too. I've noticed that because they get them. Yep. They're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we uh, thank you, sir. Before we wrap up here in the next couple of minutes, I gotta ask Mike, what is your favorite style or favorite kind of fishing? If you could go anywhere or go on any trip or whatnot, any species, what would you pick more often than not? Just one answer. Well, you can have a couple. So I like you, so you can have a you, couple. You've been out like to the middle grounds where it's full speed yo-yo yellowtail yeah. on eighty pound. Mm-hmm. I could do that every day of the week, but you can't do that stranded on an island. True. So you know, I I, I haven't done it in years. My kids old enough now. Surf fishing with the Lucky Craft up in Malibu area, mm-hmm. catching everything under the sun from smelt to to, yep. to croaker to to sea bass to halibut but surf fishing's passion i, I, I could do that lucky craft pointer flash minnow mm-hmm. all day long in nice. my in my waders nice so are you more jig or live bait or both all of the above all of the above yeah. but like yo-yo yellowtail there's nothing more rewarding than 
whining as fast as you can and just come to a complete stop and get ham- <laughs> hammered down on the rail. <laughs> Surface iron fishing's great, you know. I was going to ask you. I love it. You know, you cast a jig, you watch your lure just get, I mean, like I've never fished poppers up until last year and I had five really? Dorado on the popper and it was the coolest thing in the world. You just rocket launch a little ghost thinger out there. Boom, boom, launching it out of the, the tail hook, mm-hmm. hook one in the lips, pops out. I mean, just watching yeah. them explode on them is, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but yo, yo, yellow tailing, that'd be, that'd be where it's at. Huh. Interesting. I was going to ask you about surface iron. If you, if you dig on that. Oh, no, every form of that cast an a lure of some sort's great mm-hmm. but i don't know there's something about coming to a complete grinding halt on 80 pound yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting your head smashed on the rail yeah the button down drag yeah yeah, dude, yeah. And, and they don't come off or even they do come off you're in an area where you can drop it back down and catch another one yeah right oh, yeah i love that do you have any big plans for this year for fishing wise or anything I'm gonna go on any trips or anything fortunately i hired well so i can get it <laughs> I can get a, a day. I fished more last year than I have ever being here. So hmm. plan on getting my plane hooky and with my kid and go nice. fishing from time to time. I'm probably going to do another two day on the Amigo. And I did it. I did a, the, my birthday trip, my birthday's in January, but I did the last trip on the freedom a day and a half out to Tanner. Oh, nice. Probably do that again, but probably jump on the half day boat as much as humanly possible. Just, mm-hmm. just to go. Cause you know, short trip and you're usually catching something. Yeah. Yeah, um, nice. Nothing too extensive. Nice. I like taking my kids with me. I was gonna say that's probably. I mean, in your world right now, my soon-to-be world, um, that's probably all you want out out of fishing right now. Share it with your with your uh, with your kids. If I tell my son I he can't go because I have to work, he loses it. I don't really? even tell him we're fishing the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like if I, I we were supposed to go on the native last Friday, but we were busy, so I didn't tell him. Thank God I didn't tell him because I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. But if I had the I had the work run second on the the amigo or the pride, he mm-hmm. just absolutely loses it. Like the world's over. And then I tell him we got tuna and stuff, and he just he <laughs> won't even look me in the face. <laughs> well, know, that's how you know you've trained him well. He's gonna be a mess. It, well, it sounds like he's already fishy. He's extremely fishy. It's crazy how good he is. He's down here just firing off a lure. We're going to that. Uh, that uh, 540 slinger thing on Sunday. Oh, really? Uh, Jeff Yeoman puts on just mm-hmm. over at the Marine Stadium just to go hang out, drink coffee, and cast lures at nothing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I should go. Yeah. Yeah. That That'd actually sounds really good. Yeah. We should go. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, any last words, Mike? I know we've been, uh, we've stolen a mu- much of your time already this morning, but uh, anything new and exciting for the landing? Obviously, you've got uh, the Apollo in here now and all that stuff. Anything we need to look forward to for 2023? I feel like we're going to catch sea bass, lots and lots and lots and lots of sea bass mixed in with halibut and yellowtail up until 4th of July, and then everybody's going to start catching bluefin, mm-hmm. and then we're going to still keep catching sea bass. That's the plan, instead of trying to, try to go to back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah. Um, so predictions, lots of sea bass this year. We're already seeing it. Um, if you guys want to get out on any of these boats, it's my website, 22ndstreet.com, but I would... If there's a trip with the right moon phase to your likings and your availability, already book it. It's full speed schedule right now. I was going to say, any like, have you seen any like all the trips sell out or anything like that? There's still plenty of availability right now for the time being. Yeah, for the time being because we finally got some decent weather. But Mm -hmm. um, it's going to go 
from zero to 60 super fast, really, 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 really fast. Like, I don't know, I haven't been updated on what the Freedom caught, but they'll sell out tonight, and they do already have a handful of sea bass on it for this morning. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're going to go, we're going to go fast and furious like we did last year. I was going to say with all the weather that we've had, all the rain and, and everything, there's really not, there hasn't been many opportunities to, um, quote unquote, work out those kinks on the angler side and all that. And oh now, yeah, no, it's super important right now. Your kinks is take all your crap to your local tackle shop, get it looked at, get it relined, get it serviced because tickets aren't cheap across mm-hmm. the whole board. You're going to spend $145 on a Saturday to go on the pursuit mm-hmm. with 37 people. And if your drag blows up in that one time that we're catching something, you're going to be begging the crew to borrow one of their rods because <laughs> you didn't spend the 50 bucks to get your stuff looked at or the $10 to put some brand new mono on there. And do it now. Do it right now. You should have done it when it was raining. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Because you know, either you're going to have stuff ready to go or not ready to go, and then they're going to be backlogged. And mm-hmm. I could only get out in the morning. I could probably do about six reels in the morning. So don't expect me to do it at five o'clock in the morning. I was going to say you offer real service. Over no here? service. No? But we reline, respool, okay. stuff like that. We have all of our, we have a couple guys that are third party that'll come pick reels up out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're bringing most of our stuff over to LA Fishing Alliance off of 6th Street in San Pedro to do the servicing. Mm-hmm. A rod, rod servicing and stuff like that. You can hit up Damien. He just started his new company. Um, and Tried getting him on the podcast when we were at the uh, PCS show. We just couldn't match up. I mean, he can match he, up now. He's, he's popular. working from home now. Is he? Yeah. He's got a lot of stories, too. I know he does. Yeah, they have a he's lot a of, good guy. They, I they like him. a lot of fun on their trips. I, mm-hmm. I met him on the pursuit. He's a he's a good guy. You ever want to meet a charter master that'll yell at you for losing a fish? That's the guy. <laughs> I mean, it's, only, it's only character building. You gotta, it he, is. He's yeah. going to make you better. He lost the first game fish of the year on the Amigo, and he's oh no, he's just beside himself. But I'm like, dude, take a take a deep breath. <laughs> he got like, thirty more charters this year. So know? is he is he building rods now on his own? Yeah, li- life for customs. Uh, he's doing it out of his house right now. He's all licensed up to do it now. We were working on trying to get him a location um, somewhere, right? And uh, he needs a storefront. He's got a good following. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's super he's cool. Not a I kid, like him, but he's a good dude. Yeah, you know. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was awesome having you one more time. Your website, phone number, how do we get to go fishing with you at 22nd Street? 22ndstreet.com or follow us on Instagram. We're shadow banned right now, so I can't get past 44,400 followers. What? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. I guess it's because I'm not paying them anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Hmm. Advertisement, but it's so weird. So if someone unfollows you, it's it's like you got to fill up that that really specific number such a weird algorithm on there huh yeah but facebook's been hitting for some weird reason i don't know that they're in control of everything but instagram 22nd street landing 310-832-8304 call me uh anytime if it's not ringing at the shop it's ringing on my cell phone i'm not giving that number out it's on most of the the walls in the restrooms (laughs) (laughs) oh man awesome darren you got anything else man i don't Awesome. Mike, good to see you, man. It was Great. awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming all the way down here to this beautiful view. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I mean, it, if you want to start doing them right here, you can. Uh, you know, if uh, if <laughs> Phil uh, leaves, and we might take you up on that. No, just uh, do it right next to him. Okay. <laughs> you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll have him in the background and, you know, whatever. We'll do it at the same time. So we hear his, he'll hear <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. 
I know. It gets louder. Actually, if we thought about it, like, because me and a couple other musician y kind of fisherman guys were going to do some kind of fun podcast like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, that's a lot of work, man. Well, let us know. It's a lot of work. What you guys do is a lot more work than, than people. Oh, let us know. Yeah. We, we may have to partner on that because we're, like I mean, we already got it. So, yeah, it sounds like fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to add a third one to the, to the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Mike, thank you again, man. It's uh, super good to see you and uh, looking forward to uh, the summer fishing with you. Yeah. Looking forward to that bass tournament soon. Yes. Oh, that reminds me. We've got Coastal Social coming up May 6th here at 22nd Street, um, where this is the weigh-in. We'll be right here. And uh, if you're in the boat division, you can pull right up to the dock and uh, be cool and be kind of like a sport boat pulling up the 22nd Street Landing, enjoying this view that we uh, keep talking about, too. It's Gonna really, really cool to watch it land base too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. just hope, I just hope Chad doesn't win it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we'll see. He's pretty good, but... Yeah, we'll see. I think it's, it's not him. It's his stupid lures. Those, yeah. things, those things get so bit. Yeah. We're not going to plug it because he's not sponsoring the show or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, well, I hope the guy on that like that duck boat wins. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I know I want that. him to win. Well, yeah. ben, Benny won the San Diego one last year. Yeah. yeah. Benny's cool. That was cool. good. Yep. Yeah, Benny and Matt. Yeah, no, I just... I, I'm nothing against you, Chad, but... <laughs> Stop winning. Stop winning. Yeah. Benny's yeah. a good fisherman. We can keep talking. You don't have to end the show. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Podcast Doc Talk and uh, go like and subscribe uh, to the podcast. Share it with your friend. And uh, guys, we will see you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>